Happy Friday. Welcome back to another edition of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again as always by Drew Bishop. This is episode 96. Uh, Our previous episode was, I think, one of my favorite we've ever done because we were able to just go on and on and talk about uh, our new website at fivetool.org. So get there if you haven't checked it out already. It's brand spanking new. Well, We've been working on it for a for a long, long time um, and, and really testing some things the last few months and things like that. But uh, now the public gets to see everything that's been worked on and why we're so excited about it. So um, if you haven't listened to that podcast, please do. I think it's a great explainer for what we got going on at the website. But also, too, if you simply just go to 5tool.org and you look there on the main page and literally your eyes go down just a little bit and you'll see a great kind of explainer piece that uh, that Jeff Kahn wrote that kind of takes you through every little part of, of the new website, what it has to offer, what we think players are going to love, what we think college coaches and scouts are going to love, um, and all that sort of stuff. So really, really exciting stuff going on at Five Tool and just kind of the beginning of what we hope is uh, is going to be a, a game changer in, in amateur coverage. But uh, Drew, how's your Friday going? Do you have any any big weekend plans? Um, I admit that I, we, I I haven't known what day it is for for a while since the break, but I think I'm finally getting back on track. Yeah, um, we've got family in town, so we got uh, Mary's parents will be here for the weekend, so we'll have some some help. Um, there you go. That's always good with the little ones. So that that's always nice. Um, yeah, that's that's about it for us, and then. But yeah, going back to to the website, I, I I know we're beating a dead horse about how excited we are about it, but I I feel like I find a new feature every day that yeah. I didn't um didn't know about before or didn't it's it's there's all different I I'm always fascinated by how people navigate to different sites. Like if you told five I was thinking it's funny like if I sat in the computer lab while while our guys were like doing something if you told all five of them to go to a to their email, they'd all go get there in a different right. route, uh-huh. right? So like, you know, like which which format or which uh, application they use to get there. It's, it's all, I don't know why that's fascinating to me, but it is. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think there's, you know, there's a number of different ways you can accomplish the same thing on the site, but just playing around with it has been really fun and you know, like I said, the, the features, you know, we keep adding and adding and adding um, so that it's just going to continue to get better. And, um, you know, had had a couple of people reach out um, and say, hey, you know, so-and-so is transferred or, you know, they don't go to the school after looking at some of the high school pages. So if you're if you're cruising around on there and you see some of that, um, let us know uh, because yeah. we're, we're we want to make sure that it's right. And you know, there's so much that goes into it. And, you know, a lot of the system originally pulled from some of our sign up stuff. So wherever you're tagged, that's where you signed up mm-hmm. for, or names have been spelled wrong or, you know, stuff like that, just little things. But if you catch something about yourself or a teammate, let us know because um, we can easily change it and um, want to make sure it's all as accurate as possible. Um, but I have been really excited by the feedback we've gotten from the college coaches Um I think they do see it as a tool that they're going to use quite a bit and mm-hmm. have had some scout sign up, uh, scout package sign ups over the last couple of days. Yeah. So um, they are definitely interested. They're looking at it um, and they're, they're also weighing in on some stuff that uh, that we can add down the line that can make it extremely helpful for, for, for the recruiters, for the coaches, for the scouts, for the kids, uh, for parents, you know, just all, all different kinds of things that, 
Uh, it's just, I think that's what's, what's so neat, neat and unique about it is it, it has a use for just about everybody that, um, that is involved in baseball. Yeah. And you brought this up, um, yesterday. Um, I didn't, I didn't really consider how much of a tool it's going to be in like, well, I'm looking ahead towards the summer for like high school coaches. Like you just, they can just <laughs> click on their high school and it's going to bring up <clears throat> every player in our system that goes to that high school and you can just kind of check out, you know, what they've been doing throughout the summer and things like that, as opposed to kind of hunting around on Twitter pages and then every timelines and everything else. And uh, uh, I, I think that that's going to be something that high school coaches really, really enjoy, you know, just kind of checking in on guys and, and seeing how they're doing the summer and, and things like that. But yeah, we think there's there's definitely something for everyone and excited to see some signups already, especially on the scout package side, because, um eventually you know I, I think there's going to be a very very heavy college coaching presence on there that uh, I think is going to really really benefit those players um that are getting some exposure on there but uh well today we're finally going to tackle the second part of the 2024 5 tool 55 in Texas we did the first part gosh it feels like it was months ago uh, it was probably only a couple of weeks ago where we went through uh, players 1 through 28 in the debut of the 2024 list from the state of Texas. Uh, today, we're going to go through players 29 through 55. You know, as we reiterated with, with the first part, uh, when you do list this early on, uh, guys heading into their junior year, there's there's a, there's going to be a lot of future movement. There's going to be a lot of things that change. There's going to be a lot of um things that happen to kids physically, skill-wise, roles, you know, whatever it is, there's going to be a lot of change that occurs between now and, you know, when those guys uh, even get ready for their senior season or even get into the mm -hmm. summer and things like that. So um, it's really, it's, it's tough to, it's really tough to cut these types of things down to 55, but we, we won't look back the exclusive type of element uh, because I think you reach a point where there's probably about, you know, 30, 40 guys that are kind of in that same type of talent range um, that you could all make a case for on there. So really limiting this thing to 55 uh, was a pain, well, but that's why we took a lot of time to dedicate it to our just missed list, which I believe included almost 60 guys yeah. um, that we we really strongly considered to, to be number 55 on this list. But uh, we're going to get into number 29 through 55. I'm uh, going to start with Cade Irons, left-handed pitcher from Covenant Christian. He's number 29 on the list, coming to Texas A&M. Uh, Matthew Millett, right-handed pitcher and utility from Lake Ridge. He's coming to Texas. Jackson Burns, big right-handed pitcher from Southwest Christian, committed to Texas Tech. Uh, Miles Siptak, outfielder from Bridgeland, committed to Texas. And also Albert Trey Craig from Pantigo Christian, uh, big first baseman committed to Texas A&M. Uh, a, a, a bunch of guys that we really got to see up close um, this summer in kind of various places. Um, for me, Irons, I think, is a guy that, I, I mean, is a little – it's hard to say a guy right now is underrated because they're still – you know, we're talking about guys that haven't played their junior year in high school yet. But <laughs> I saw him again in the fall, and I, I really liked a lot what I saw from the delivery – the strike throwing potential with multiple pitches, steady head guy. Uh, it's just a very promising outlook from the left side. And I think it was pretty soon after that Houston made a move and committed him um, after the fall. But uh, a guy that I think is going to throw strikes and multiple pitches can really pitch. 
And then you got a guy like Millet that's kind of the opposite in that it's it's coming at you. Uh, it's one of those fastballs yeah. that you can hear sizzling towards home plate. Like, it yeah. it gets on you. Um, there's some definite upside there. He can swing the bat as well. Had a strong summer swing in the bat, but I think ultimately he's going to be a guy that works on the mound. Um, Jackson Burrs, you know, Texas Tech likes these guys. He's big, kind of future physical, potential power arms. I've heard that he's made a velo boost recently. Um, we saw him in the summer really racking up a lot of strikeouts. Uh, there's definitely more in the tank there. Siptak, athletic outfielder. I saw him 3-9 down the line on a bunt in a high school game. Um, bat speed, just exciting tools, play center field at Bridgeland. And then uh, and then big Trey Craig, uh, our man is scoring buckets on the hardwood, but when he gets out to the baseball field, he can he he's not just a power guy. Like he can actually hit, and that's what he did this summer. So a uh, good group of guys here to start off. Yeah, uh, you know, Irons is one that like he's got a, a really quick slider um, mm-hmm. that you've seen some clips of like right-handed hitters just swinging over the top of it. Um, you know, and a lot of times younger pitchers are afraid to throw a breaking ball in to, to a hitter, you know, so a lefty yeah. throwing a slider into a, a righty, but man, I've seen some of his and the swings he gets are ugly. Like he's screwing guys into the ground, right? They're, they're swinging over it and just, just totally missing it. Uh, Millet, like you said, he's physical. Um, he, everything he does is hard you know like yeah. he hits the ball hard he throws the ball hard he's a good athlete that can and that's play. the name of the game right yeah. now at the professional yeah. level <laughs> right uh jackson burns you know i there's some real athleticism there like if you go through his twitter you can see him making some diving plays at third um lots of footage of him hitting uh but you know yeah. i think with that frame that future's on the mound i mean he's just he, there's a lot there um and and you talk about the athleticism coupling those together and uh going out and playing in Lubbock like he, he's gonna have he's gonna have some good coaching uh Miles Siptak like you mentioned his calling card is his speed but man he's got some power too like yeah. he's he's twitchy um he that's a he's that's a really good word to describe him um but he's strong like he's not he's not a burner that's just like a smaller guy because he hits the ball with some impact um and you know, he, and he's, there's a lot more in the tank for him. Um, you know, you can, you, I, I saw him early on in the season last year mm-hmm. um, and he was playing on varsity as a sophomore. And there was a couple of swings where it looked like, you know, he hadn't quite figured out the varsity game yet. Um, you know, but that's normal. I mean, yeah. he had some, you know, some swings that he probably want back. Um, but shoot, I saw him again in the summer and then this fall and he's a different guy. Like you, you talked about earlier, the jumps that these guys make in that time period, mm-hmm. pretty significant. And miles is a guy with the, you know, the twitchiness he has. I mean, it's, it, there's something there. Um, and we've talked about Trey Craig quite a bit. Um, you know, he's our reminder of, a a little bit of Cole Johnson, um, yep. big physical guy that does a hitter that just happens to have power. He's not just a all or nothing hitter. Like he's going to put up some, some on base numbers too. Um, and, and like we've talked about before, Trey's a great athlete, um, moves really well, uh, really good basketball player. I think I, I remember we mentioned his milestone in basketball last time. I think he crossed a thousand, the points. thousand point mark. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, those guys playing basketball, you know, you tend to see the footwork there. Um, that makes him a, a natural athlete over at first base. And, um, 
guy can hit. Like he's a guy that you 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 see being in the lineup in the middle of an order in in the SEC. Um, and I think that's why they went and grabbed him. And um, you know, sky's the limit with that raw power that he has too. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it really is. I mean, especially you know that kind of guy as he grows and learns to tap into that, leverage those physical gifts. It's going to be exciting hitting profile for sure. Uh, number 34 on the list, Zane Becker, catcher from Flower Mound, committed to Arkansas. Uh, Tristan Bristow, right-handed pitcher from Harlan, committed to Vanderbilt's number 35. Uh, Jack Hickerson, right-handed pitcher from Geyer, committed to Baylor's number 36. Uh, Jason Flores, uh, infielder and right-handed pitcher from Naaman Forest, committed to Texas State, is number 37. And then Ryan Jones, third baseman from Alito, committed to Texas Tech, is number 38. Uh, I saw Bristow during the high school season just because he was a – I just heard some some of the really exciting things about him, and I was like, man, I'm just going to drive down and see him because, like, there was barely any video on him at yeah, all. I, I remember you going down there for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about the process of getting down there and then the, the eventual game that happened. But I got some good video of Tristan Bristow, uh, who ended up being an area code guy, and – you know, I, I think of anybody in this class, he probably has the biggest well, on the pitching side. He probably has the biggest gap from where he is presently to where he could be in the future, which is not a, a knock at all. It's just, it's exciting because he has so much potential. And I think he's just scratching the surface of what he could become as a pitcher. I mean, you look at, you know, the physical profile, the arm speed, the the velocity is already showing that, that he will have in the future. Um, there's some feel for a breaking ball there. I've only seen him as a two-pitch guy the two times I've seen him, once in high school and then once out of the area code. But there's a lot to like, you know, in terms of the 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 ball of clay you could potentially mold with that guy as he gets more innings on the mound and and, and learns how to pitch and things like that. So exciting prospect there. And, uh, you know, Jason Flores, uh, I admit I, I didn't know a ton about heading into this process when we really put together our first list, which – which takes months we go through and, and, and really dig deep on hundreds of guys, but um, did some homework, dug around, saw a bunch of some video that we had, and then um, saw a, a clip of him at Texas state um, hitting a ball over the batter's eye at one of their camps and um, asked around and, and got the word on some exit velocity numbers that he's posted. And it was like, Whoa, <laughs> that's uh that's, that's different for that age group. So um, I think that he's a guy that as more people learn about him and, and look at the tools and, and what he can do as an infielder and a, and, a, and a pitcher as well. He's got some real arm strength on the mound, but I like him a little bit more as a, as a hitter long term. Uh, there's some exciting power potential there. And I think you could say the same for Ryan Jones. Just one of those guys you look at physically. He's He's got some size. Um, he, he's probably going to be a, a physical kind of power hitter in that corner infielder type mold. But like, you watch the way he swings the bat and it just looks like a guy that's like got a really high ceiling as a player. It just like, that's just kind of what it looks like. Yeah. That looks like a major D one prospect that probably going to have some pro guys that are taking peaks at his at bats when he's a senior in high school. So again, Texas tech, they love their, they love their physical guys, uh, whether it's power stuff on the mound or, or power stuff with the bat. Uh, they, they tend to steer towards those types of players. Yeah, you know, with, with Ryan Jones, I mean, like, and and he ripped off a six five six at the oh, PBR yeah. state game. So there's some athleticism there. Yeah. Um, I think he he reminds me a little bit. I mean, like, he's faster. Um, and I, I don't I don't know. I'd say better athlete, but like, he he reminds me a little bit of J M Long. 
right? Okay. Like that th third baseman profile yeah. that, you know I mean? Like tech has the type and their type is hitters, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you can always be confident. Like he, he went, I guess he was a Baylor commit and then the coaching change happened. And then he, he had a really good event early in the summer. And all of a sudden he was a tech commit uh, mm. last, last summer, but man, he, he can, he's athletic. He can hit like he just had, you can just tell he's a hitter, right? And tech always seems to find those guys. Um, Zane Becker, really good behind the plate, strong, um, compact swing, hits the ball to all fields, uh, good leader behind the plate. Uh, you know, I think the thing we heard with Tristan Bristow early on was spin rates, like the numbers on the analytics are mm -hmm. stuff you can't ignore. Um, yeah, Hickerson, and it's Hickerson. natural with him. Like it's not. It's not like a you know he's crafting that in the bullpen type thing. It just it comes naturally to him. Yeah, for sure. And Hickerson, you remember Eddie Deggerman from Rice? Yes. The the catapult pitching. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was funky. Um, and Hickerson's a little bit like that. Uh, it, it's just different. And that yeah. the different look causes some issues for hitters, especially the first time through the lineup. Um, but man, you put him and Hudson Immaterio in a <clears throat> rotation together at Baylor. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. That's, a, those are some good building blocks for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a different look. Um, it is not, it is not easy to adjust to. And you can tell because he gets some really ugly swings. Mm -hmm. Um, Jason Flores, like you mentioned, he's not a guy that's super well known, uh, but more people see him, the more they're going to realize how good he is. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Texas State is they're they're collecting those guys, you know, these real athletic middle infielders that pitch also, you know, kind of yeah. similar to what Chase Mora last year. But um, if you watch some of the stuff of, of Jason, like, you know, you can he, he's got that infielder arm stroke on mm -hmm. the mound and which, you know, typically leads to being more repeatable. Uh, but some definite bat speed. I, I was watching a couple of uh, clips of him swinging the bat in the cage. And it is, it is interesting kind of you hinted at it earlier, but you know, like you can go through the farther you scroll back on some of these kids on their Twitter, like you, you can like, it's like a timeline of their development. Like you can mm -hmm. see their bodies changing. I think it was, uh, who was it? There was somebody on here that uh, I think it was Bryce Navar who we'll get to, but like, you can tell he's noticeably more physical than he was in, even in the summer. Um, yeah. but, but Jason falls in that category. You can see that he's definitely getting stronger and, uh, a really good get for, for Texas state. And then, you know, we've talked about Jones already, but yeah, he's, he's a loud athlete. Um, you know, he's going to be a problem for the big 12 moving forward. Yeah, he is. And yeah, Baylor with, you know, just racking up, you know, velocity guys with Hickerson, like, he consistently threw really hard all summer. It wasn't like a once or twice kind of a thing. It was like every time he was on the mound, it was pretty consistent stuff there. But um, number 39 on the list, uh, Michael Catalano, right-handed pitcher, shortstop from Frisco, committed to Oklahoma. Number 40 on the list, Adrian Rodriguez, an infielder and pitcher from Flower Mound, committed to Texas A&M. Number 41, Jack Neely, right-handed pitcher from Clark, who's uncommitted. Uh, number 42, Coleman Ryan, shortstop and outfielder from Tomball, who's uncommitted. And then number 43, Bryce Navarre, left-handed pitcher and first baseman or outfielder um, from Montgomery, committed to Texas A&M. You know, Catalano was a guy that was really, really good at the Mickey Mantle event we do in Oklahoma with with, yep. with Doolins. And um, did some digging on him and, and, you know, talked to some people that were around him a lot in the summer. And just, man, they, they – 
the praises they sang for that guy as just a competitor. It was like, you know, whenever we needed somebody to pitch in a big game, um, it was him, or if it was is it another guy that we're about to get to on the list, Jonathan Van uh, Van Eerden, or Eden, excuse me, that's uh, committed to TCU. But like those guys threw so many quality innings for a team that like barely lost a game the entire summer. And you yeah. mentioned it with the arm path of those guys, those infielders when they get on the mound. I'm especially a sucker for that because there's they're typically guys that have arm speed and it's clean and it's loose and it just looks really well when it comes out. Catalano is one of those guys. Um, I think that he probably ends up on the mound in the future, but he's swung the bat really well this summer as well. He's a true two-way guy, uh, but you just you hear about the makeup and you know you look at the way he performed in the summer, and it wasn't a surprise to see Oklahoma jumped on that um, pretty quickly there. And then Adrian Rodriguez, like I when I first started this process, I didn't even know the name. Um, and, and it made me feel a little better when I was kind of asking around and he was like, basically showed up to Adam's camp and put on an absolute show with yeah. the bat from both sides of the plate. And it eventually became an AM commitment pretty quickly after that. Uh, sometimes it's that easy when you go to one of those camps and perform like he did, but um, fl- another flower mound guy, man, they're going to be loaded this year. He's a switch hitter and a switch thrower. Like we're talking about a guy that is extremely unique with his skill level um, on the diamond. And he's got a ton of potential because I think that he could go a lot of different ways in terms of what's going to, what's going to be his best ability um, on the baseball field. But uh, some big exit velocity numbers from both sides of the plate could hit, um, you know, throws with both arms. It's just a really exciting, cool profile. And I think he's going to have a huge year. Uh, for Flower Mount. You know, Jake Neely's a guy I saw a couple times during the high school season who I, I really like. I think there's a package there to throw four pitches for a strike. Um, Coleman Ryan is a personal favorite. I, I wrote about, I, I was just fortunate enough to see him. Uh, well, it was unfortunate circumstances. Chase Moore got hurt at the game I was at. So Coleman Ryan came in and had to play shortstop. And it was one of the better shortstop performances I've seen in a while. Um, you know, talking with Adam Dunn with that Marucci team, Coleman was an outstanding performer during the summer. Uh, I've seen him as fast as in the four, uh, right around four flat down the line from the right side. So we're talking about a guy who can really run, good athlete, could even play center field. I think he's he's going to settle in at shortstop, uh, swings the bat well as well. Just a, a really exciting player. And then Bryce Navarre, um, just every time we see him, it's like he's throwing harder, he's hitting the ball harder, like he's getting stronger. Uh, there's a there's a lot to like. I think ultimately his calling is going to be on the mound, um, but it's a true two way ability, and that helps him on the mound because you see the way he moves. He's a good mover out there. Yeah, um, another good group. Catalano is a, he's a baseball player, mm-hmm. and that Doolin's team, um, they just have a bunch of really good baseball players. Yes, right? that's why they and won I a bunch of games. <clears throat> right, like that's the thing is like. When you have a group of baseball players like that, you're going to win a lot of games. You're not just going to win specific tournaments here and there. Right. They're one of those teams that's just – they're so consistent, you know, with uh, with Branch, with Catalano, Van Eerden, um, Tate Green. Like, they, those guys, like, they just know how to play baseball. Yeah. And that to me, that's always one of the biggest compliments you can get. Uh, but, I mean, you know – they have a lot of guys that are two way also, you know, yes. that are just, you know, they know how, you know, they, you just can sense that uh, 
that timing that they have. They just always know where to be, when. Um, they just have a good feel for the game. Um, and, and you can tell that Michael has that on the mound. Uh, really good spin on the slider. Um, you know, he's got that. I'm looking at my notes. He's got I, BSB PL. That's my tag. For <laughs> and like, I, I have that on him on notes from several different occasions where I've watched him or went through his clips, but you know, he, really exciting player. Great get for OU. I know they're ecstatic about him. Um, really looking forward to see what he does as, as his body continues to mature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also like Rodriguez, like he's, you know, talk, talking to some of his coaches, you know, coach, coach Wallace at Flower Mound just raved about the work ethic said he's really put in the effort to make himself a better player. Uh, but he's exciting, you know, and you know, like you said, you know, he went down to that A&M camp and just kind of put on a show, you know, you, it's funny, those camps, you, the coaches, you kind of go into them thinking, yeah, you know, like, we don't really want to offer anyone coming out of this, but if we find someone, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. And, you know, he just had a performance that you couldn't ignore. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's kind of like, shoot, we don't want him to go to any other camps and yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. offered. So, yeah. you know, like, cause he'll, they'll probably have the same reaction, but he takes an incredible BP um, kind of a ball of clay. Like he, he's a long way from being a finished product um, and really exciting. Jake Neely, um, I, this, this one makes me feel old because I remember him coming on his recruiting trip with his older brother, uh, to Texas and he was young. I mean, I guess, shoot, that would have been, uh, six, seven years ago. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but I remember him from that and, uh, cool to see him grow up and turn into such a good pitcher. Um, you know, it's, is you know, the family family has a history of pitching, uh, with older brother, Jack, uh, playing at Texas and then Ohio state. And then being drafted uh Coleman Ryan he's another one of those guys that like he just looks so young and yes. that that's what's exciting about him mm-hmm. is that you know you just imagine that he's gonna I, I'd love I don't know what his parents look like or what kind of size they are but you can't you imagine that he's gonna get a lot bigger and a lot more physical and we talk about it all the time those guys that figure out how to play yeah and then they're and, and they're successful and then they grow a little bit later a lot of times those guys turn out to be the best ones in the end. And I really like what we've seen from, from Coleman, but yeah, another one of those shortstop outfielder pitcher type guys that, um, you know, is got a, a future at a lot of different places potentially. And then yes. Bryce Navarre, like that was my note on him. Like I mentioned earlier, is like getting Baker. It was yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I saw, but like, I mean, it looked like he hit <clears throat> been up to 92 off the mound, um, in a bullpen recently. Um, uh, fastball, curveball, changeup mix. Uh, there's a lot there, um, and we don't don't have as much footage on him. You know, I guess he plays for the Louisiana Knights, um, but man, he, he he's an exciting prospect for sure. And I'm, I'm hoping we get a chance to see Montgomery this year because I I, I want to get a look at him. Yeah, Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery. <laughs> I'm trying to think of where they play district wise. Um, Are they in the Lake Creek? I was yeah, that's that was my thought. Is I know that there's there's they usually have a few really good matchups um, during during the course of their uh, their season. So um, that could be definitely a potentially exciting one to get down to. But um, moving on to number forty four on the list, uh, one of the best they're, names on the list. They're with Ma- the uh, Magnolia schools. And so they're with Magnolia West. That's who I was thinking. Brenham. Of. 
Brennan yeah, yeah. So they they yeah. play in a really really good district. So um, that's going to be an exciting one to see. Uh, number forty four on the list: uh, Cutter Cage Webb, shortstop from San Marcos, committed to Texas State. Number forty five: JD Crisp, outfielder from Second Baptist, who's uncommitted. Number forty six: Jonathan um, Van Erden, right handed pitcher and utility from Allen, committed to TCU. Number forty seven: Jordan Ballin, shortstop from Bernie Champion. Uh, committed to UTSA and the number 48 on the list, uh, Pearson Reebok, an infielder. Um, probably he plays third for Rockwell, but he can bounce around the infield. Um, uh, committed to Oklahoma, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Cutter Cage Webb, like he just hits, man. Like, I, I, I mean, shout out to Texas State. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of in their backyard, but he just hits. And like, from what I've heard about him, what I've seen, I was, Kind of surprised he I mean, he wasn't necessarily flying under the radar, but you know, son of son of the head coach there at San Marcos and and played can has a chance to potentially stick at shortstop long term. And you watch the way the bat plays, and there's really natural hitting feel there. I'm just like, man, he checks a lot of boxes of a guy that's got some really exciting upside and hitting ability long term. Um, JD Chris, man, physical athlete, uh, switch hitter. He's he's got some juice. Um, another really good season as a football player. Um, kind of a do it all running back, you know, sometimes wide receiver there at Second Baptist. Uh, fun MVP. guy to put on the fun guy to put on the football tape and check him out. Um, Van Erden, I mentioned earlier with, with Catalano, those two guys kind of formed the one-two punch there for that duelings team in the summer. And we saw him in the uh, in the pudge throw really, really well um, and deep into a game and hold his stuff uh, deep into a game. And I want to say TCU ended up committing him pretty pretty quickly after that. But a competitor, but a guy that has some some physical outlook and some stuff as well to go with that on the mound. And then Jordan Ballin, um, strong quarterback uh, for, uh, for Bernie Champion, can really, really, really run, twitchy, athletic, um, I think that's a really good get for UTSA. I want to say they committed him really early on. Like I can see why there's, there's a lot to bet on in terms of the tools and the athleticism, the way he can really, really run and, and a, a chance there to stick in the middle, middle of the infield. And then Reebok is a guy that we know really well. Um, you've seen him a bunch. I saw him in the playoffs when they came down to Austin and played against the Woodlands. And, you know, to me, it, it's sometimes we can make stuff like this too difficult. It can be as simple as, this guy was hitting leadoff as a sophomore for one of the best teams in the state. Like that is a very, very loud statement. Like they don't just put guys <laughs> in that position uh, to do it, uh, especially when they're that young. So um, exciting outlook. You've mentioned that, you know, the physical outlook with him, how his brother kind of matured in the same way. I think that we're, we're already seeing, we're going to see him really fill out and add muscle. And I think that we're going to see more impact off the bat off of that. But Promising hitter, slow heartbeat defensively. I saw him make some tough plays at third base in the playoffs. Uh, unsurprisingly to see Oklahoma uh, grab both those brothers who both have exciting upside there in Norman. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, go, this group's got at least three really good football players in it. Um, in this group of five, Cutter uh, Webb, quarterback, coach's son, uh, some real power there. Huge get for Texas State, get the hometown kid. Um, he, he just seems like I've talked to him a few times. He just seems like a student of the game, you know, yeah. like just genuinely loves baseball. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's grown up in a baseball household with his dad being the coach, but, um, really excited to see him play. I was bummed last year. 
I got to, I went to see San Marcos play the second game of a doubleheader, and he got hurt in the first game, so he didn't play in the game that I saw. But really Ooh, excited. That sounds to see like him. a McComas curse type thing. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I wasn't there when he got hurt. So. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I, I wasn't the cause of it. Um, yeah, I just didn't but... get to see him play. Uh, JD Crisp, you know, you talked about athleticism is loud. He's always been a USA guy in the past. Um, district MVP in football. Mm. Uh, really good player, really good player, really exciting player and um, fun to watch on that 12 team. Uh, Van Eerden, uh repeatable delivery, a lot more there. Um, had him up to at least 88 so far in some of our stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that is a long way from where I think he'll finish up. Um, but a good, you know, he, it's always been funny to me in the past, like for a school that's been so, that is so big and is so good at football uh allen hasn't been as successful um on the baseball field as you would just expect i mean they've been right. competitive and been good um but uh new coach um some really good players you know you got you got van eerden going to tcu brady co going to um to abilene christian so that they're starting to put together um you know they they were a playoff team last year and and you know looked apart so i'm excited to see that program continue to be out there um jordan ballin like you said uh football player good athlete huge get for san antonio you know you're starting to see a lot of these kids like they want to stay home you know yes. and, and at some of these programs that are just getting better and better and better um a place like utsa like we've mentioned with texas state um it's exciting like you know it's some of these guys know they just want to stay close to home and mm -hmm. you know there's something to be said for the hometown kid playing for his local team or local school so um excited for jordan that's a really good get for san antonio uh coach hallmark and his crew do a really really good job uh there and then you know i've talked plenty about about reebok um just i'm excited i think he's gonna have a huge year i mean like yeah. He's going to have protection in a lineup. I mean, you know, he's going to be hitting around Braden Randall, Mike Kendrick, Mac Rose. I mean, like that's a that's a pretty good top five, and I, and I think he's going to play some center field this year. Uh, but oh, that's exciting! Player, yeah, I mean, he's he he can play center field. He can play second, short, third. Like I, I'm curious to see where his body takes him because, like we mentioned before, his brother grew kind of late, but. Man, like you can tell, he's made a he's made a jump physically. Um, and one of my favorite things about him, like it, he's he's very mature. Um, you hear him talk about hitting, um, just like his plan and you know, like what he's trying to do with the swing. Like I think I asked him a question that was had nothing to do with like mechanics. I was just asking him like how he was doing, and he went into his swing and like what he's looking for and what he thinks. And I was like, whoa, buddy, like that's. It's not what I was asking, but thanks for the info. Well, yeah, but it just gave a good insight into how mature he is as a hitter. Um, and I'm I'm always a homer with with my Rockwell guys. Oh yeah, uh, but Pearson's going to have a huge year, I think. So, um, and he's he's still got a lot in the tank. Like he's he's going to get stronger and stronger, just like his brother did. And um, really good athlete, really good advanced baseball player. So excited for his season, uh, for sure. I'm trying to think, and we might need to reevaluate our our process. But um, does Rockwell have the most fifty five guys of any high school? Because they've got four. 
Uh, I'm trying to think who would have more. Okay. All right. Keep talking. Let me let me let me think about that. Because that that's yeah, it's, it's up there. It's it's gotta They're be up, up there. there. Dude, like uh, Flower Mound, you, you mentioned Flower Mound's roster. Oh yeah. Flower Mound might be on there too. Um, yeah. We need, yeah, we need to figure out morning. who's who's leading the way right. in terms of uh in I terms of 55. Four four has got to be tough to beat. Okay, keep so introduce the next five. Let me let me. Yeah, four has got to be tough to beat. Well, I'm going to rattle off through. I think there's the last seven. Eight. I think here. Um, yeah. I'm just going to go through all yeah. of them. Number 49 on the list, Higgins Shed, um, kind of a do it all guy, outfielder, infielder, right handed pitcher from Randall, uh, recently committed to Texas Tech. Number 50 on the list is Reese Lunsford, um, kind of a utility guy, outfielder, infielder from Frisco Memorial, um, uncommitted. Uh, number 51 on the list, Braylon Mitchell, third baseman from Cy Creek, committed to Texas State. Number 52 on the list is Hudson Ellis, uh, shortstop from Round Rock, committed to DBU. Uh, number 53 on the list is Braden Regala, an outfielder from Wiley. Uh, number 54 on the list is Jack Sharp, a right-handed pitcher from Heath, who is uncommitted. And then number 55 on the list, a five-tool GPA guy, uh, Tobin S. Chief, right-handed pitcher, uh, third baseman from Davenport, committed to Texas State. Um, you know, Shed was the guy that we saw in the summer. We were really, really excited about playing with that off-speed athletics team. Then we saw him again out in area code. Like, I don't know ultimately where he ends up. Uh, I think if you see him on the right day on the mound, you think he's he's going to be a pitcher. It's a it's a unique lower slot look on the mound um, with some arm strength. Uh, I think you can see him another day and think he's a shortstop, and I think you can see him another day and think he's he's an outfielder. Um, that's a, there's a lot of skill there. There's some athleticism. There's some speed. Um, I, I think there's some bat speed there as well. And uh, certainly a guy I'm sure Texas Tech was very familiar with, given the region and things like that. They made the move on him to commit him. Uh, Reese Lunsford, another guy that had a really, really good um, Mickey Mantle event in Oklahoma, uh, switch hitter, um, and it's legit from both sides of the plate. Uh, he can really, really run. Like he ran a uh, a six four one sixty, um, and and as I put in my notes, I think it might have been a slightly friendly stopwatch. Um, but even if it was in the six six range, that is still extremely extremely fast and so he's got some tools he can hit he's a good looking kid physically he had a monster summer with great numbers uh i i think you know d1s especially in that area need to be taking a long look at reese lunsford because i think he's he's definitely a dude for sure in this class um braylon mitchell i saw him uh for the first time in the summer of 2021 uh when it was about 105 degrees down at premier and uh, I was like, man, this kid looks the part physically, uh, can swing the bat. He's got some bat speed. He's moving around well on defense. I think that I've seen him as fast as 4-1 down the line recently in the fall. So he's got some tools. Um, really exciting player. I, I really like his upside. Um, Hudson Ellis, um, kind of a guy that flew a little bit under the radar because of, you know, how much Travis Sakura played shortstop and, and things like that at Round Rock and, they kind of were doing some weird things with the shortstop position when I saw them. And then, you know, you see a guy like Hudson Ellis and it's like, whoa, you know, like the glove is the calling card. Um, you know, I, I know that DBU is, is extremely high on him. Obviously they committed him, but a guy that they brought in and, and they're kind of evaluating a lot of shortstops and he obviously stood out to them, but um, he also like, I don't, I have to go back and look at my notes, but I don't think he struck out 
this summer in our events. It was a pretty small sample size, but and you watch it, he he's got some feel for making contact. It's more contact over impact, and that's probably what it's it's going to be. Uh, but he doesn't whiff. Uh, but the glove is the real calling card for him. There are some people that think he's the best defensive shortstop in the state, and I'm super excited to get some eyes on him um, this upcoming season. And then Braden Regala might be the fastest guy I saw this summer. I mean, it's 80 speed. It, he can absolutely fly. He's got some really exciting football tape as well. He had one performance where I think he had over 200 yards receiving and then made the game-winning interception as a two-way player there at Wiley. District off district offensive MVP. Yeah, I mean, and that's an area, like, football's big there. Like, you, you've got to, you know, they don't just put guys out there. You've got to be a good football player to do that out of Wiley. Um, Jack Sharp uh, playing for the, uh, the five-star performance team that we saw a couple times this summer. I just think there is a ton of upside there. It comes out really easy, and he's already bumping 90-91. It's, again, it's one of those – those infielder type arms, arm actions, arm speed, things like that, athleticism. Uh, I, we know Heath has probably got 12 arms that are really, really good. So we'll see what kind of role <laughs> he has this upcoming season. But um, I, I really think that he's undoubtedly a D1 guy. And I think that he's going to take off um, sooner than later. And then Tobin S. Chief went out with us to the Arizona Fall Classic, touch 90 miles an hour. But again, for a guy his height, 6'5", six, 6'6", he can actually execute and command the baseball. And that's what to me is so excited about Tobin. And he's great kid, great work ethic. Um, he's always thinking about how to get better as a pitcher, um, you know, how to tweak, you know, shapes of pitches and how to pitch and mess with timing and all those sorts of things. So uh, another really, really good get for Texas state. Um, and shout out to those guys, you know, UTSA, Texas state, DBU, you know, a lot of the big D one usual suspects on here, but you look at those programs and it seems like every year, those guys are, are, are establishing their presence even more and getting in on these top guys early um, and keeping them close to home too. You know, Davenport's pretty close to Texas state. You mentioned the UTSA guys that are staying close to home as well. Um, so, uh, you know, Tobin SG fun guy in there at number 55, uh, really, really exciting upside. I think he's going to take off in college. Yeah. Um, we've talked about Tobin for, we love the kid as much as the player. Uh, just an awesome kid, really fun to be around. Um, loves the game, understands pitching, loves pitching. Um, you know, he's just curious. Um, and he asks a lot of questions and they're the right questions. So his, his arc as a pitcher is going to continue to go up, up, up. And physically he has all the tools. Um, and he's got the hair. So, um, great hair. Yes. So huge get for them. Really excited to see his, uh, his path continue to go upwards. Uh, but we just can't say enough good things about Tobin. Uh, going back to Hagen Shed, um, Hagen is he, he's funny. He's like one of those guys that is a really good baseball player, um, but he's also raw. Like, so you know that there's a lot more there. Um, but like, it, it was fun watching him gain confidence throughout the week at Area Code. Yeah. Um, you, you could tell at first, I don't want to say he was overmatched, but like you could tell it was a little bit of a jolt to his system. Like he hadn't, he hadn't seen that a ton or, you know, like just, it was, that wasn't what he normally saw. And, but man, he figured it out as the week went on. Um, and just, you know, that's, what's cool about some of those events. Like not all those kids have the luxury of playing, you know, major six, a ball in, in a big city. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think 
for him, like, you know, we, we had him at one of our showcases early in January last year, and it was electric. Like, there is a lot, a lot to love about Hagen Shed. And, you know, I think you mentioned, like, the the question with him is just where he's going to end up because he's yeah. good on both sides of the ball. Um, so a lot of exciting potential for him. Reese Lunsford, I don't know. I think you might be uh, overselling the hot watch because I thought he was – I went back in time, did he? It was pretty good. Um, I mean – bottom line is the guy can run and he's physical and he is strong as a switch hitter um the he was the defensive back uh won the defensive back award for frisco memorial so he, you know he's not afraid to hit he's physical um uh, braylon mitchell we love he's a fun to watch hit uh hudson ellis you know you watch him swing the bat and you just kind of and then you look and see that he's committed to dbu and you're just kind of like okay yeah that fits that <laughs> it's kind of Kind of the kind of guys that they get. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, shoot, Round Rock's got some guys. You know, you're gonna. It's they not do. just gonna be the be the Sakura show, even. The, but but we we've talked about that before. We we love what prospects like Sakura can bring to their team and their teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gets added eyes on people, and it you know, I mean, most of the guys that have been in to see Sakura the last couple of years are pro guys. But those pro guys know college guys, yeah. right? And those guys have their own little networks. And, you know, I know when we were at, when I was in Texas, we would get, you know, plenty of information from some pro scouts when they're out seeing guys. Um, and because baseball people just talk. It's funny because it's the opposite of football people. Pe- football people never say a word to anybody. And they're very close, close knit and keep a lid on things. But baseball people talk and which is good in situations like this. But um like watching Hudson hit um has a good feel for timing at the plate I think um and just a good baseball player uh Braden Regala speed obviously like I said he's the district MVP for football um but man he is fun to watch run um I mean you, it's funny like yeah. he's one of those guys that you just like hope he hits a ground ball to short yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, he gets out. It's there like you you watch him it. with like your you're like clinching your stopwatch when he's up to bat. It's like, come on, give it to me. Yeah, like yeah, I remember we we played against a guy in high school that could really catch and throw, like just one of the best I you'd ever seen at that age group. And our team, like he was on a team that wasn't great, um, and so we would get plenty of guys on base, and we would just steal and get hosed every single time. And like we at one point, and this was. Corky Swindell, who's Greg Swindell's brother. Oh yeah, team. Houston Cougars. Yeah, and we like I remember somebody on our team. We were probably fifteen or sixteen at this point. Like went back to the dugout and was like, "Dude, like, what are we doing? Why are we?" He's yeah. like, "I just like watching him throw." He's like, <laughs> "He's like, I don't care if you guys are safe or not. I just like watching this kid throw." But that's kind of what it's like when, with a kid like Braden and that type of speed. Um, Jack Sharp, like you mentioned, just another in a long line of. Uh, Keith Arms uh, that just pop up out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, older brother uh, is that uh, is that Tech who you know Cade came off an injury and pitched some in the playoffs last year. But you know, I, I'm pretty sure that the Sharps have their own TrackMan unit in their house. Oh, um, that is so, awesome! That's yeah, like my so, dream. Yeah. So yeah, they've got their own built-in little bullpen, and and I know. Uh, Coach Harvey's expecting Jack to have a big year. Uh, sounds like he's, you know, made a jump in velocity and um, just a, he's another one. He's a good baseball player, can hit, got some mm-hmm. pop, um, but excited to see him this this spring too. So 
Um, that rounds it out. Obviously, we talked about Tobin already, but going back to your question, I, I think Rockwall is the most with four. Yeah, I was trying um, to think. Um, Pearland, Pearland has a bunch. Um, there's a lot of depth at Pearland too. Yeah. Uh, Flower Mound has. They may trying to see it. I've got Flower the, Mound's got. They've got two on two in twenty four. Um, I know they have someone in twenty three too. Don't they have they? three in twenty four. So okay, Adrian Rodriguez, 20... Sam Erickson, and then Zane Becker. Okay, that's right. And okay, so you know, me... and they, they've got a couple guys knock on the door. Josh Glazer just missed in the twenty four class, right hand pitcher from the Texas State, and then Jacob Golston, um, big right handed pitcher in the twenty three class to commit to Oklahoma, uh, was a, I think is going to be a guy that that could be knocking on that door um, with a really strong senior season. So yeah, they're I think they're going to be in the mix there, but. Yeah, I think Rockwell Preston, my- Prestonwood Prestonwood has at least three, I think. Um, and they've got some young ones too. Um, but yeah, let's see. Friendswood has a couple, Argyle has a couple, but uh Hebron, Hebron has a bunch, but they some of theirs are younger. Yeah. Um but Hebron, man, like <laughs> If you put Hebron and Flower Mound on the field at the same time, like you're talking like more than 20, well, double digit D1 guys, but more than 20 um, college commits on a, on a field. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That um, should be the type of game that, that college coaches make a point to go see um, just because there's so many guys. Yeah. Scanning through our 23 list. Yeah. I think it, I don't think anybody has more than, than four um yeah i, I think rockwell so. will lead the way there huh. so we're gonna have to look and see huh. if, if we're gonna have well, to look and see if any bias any bias creeped into the rankings um in that regard so well you think about it it's funny because i mean when i was in high school there was no heat so the class behind me was the last rockwell only class uh-huh um, and that was a class with roger kishnick james leverton um but i mean I always thought we should go the Allen route and just have a monster high school. Yeah. And, I mean, think about if you had combined Rockwall and Heath. I mean, oh, I mean, shoot, they, they both get to the regional final. At least one of them gets to the regional finals every year. Yeah. Um, but if, think about if you combined those two teams. And it wouldn't be crazy either. It wouldn't be like, you know, oh, I'm combining two 5,000 people high schools. You know, it's not that. Um you know, I think that those two together don't eclipse Allen. I don't believe, but I mean, well, um, Allen's band has more people than, than most high <laughs> yeah. schools have. Like, you but know, it's like, like, I always think it's funny. They always talk about it during the high school playoffs, but it's like 20 ish, 20 ish buses to get the band. Yeah. The get the band. Like I'll never forget the first time I, I was, when I was working for orange buds, I went to an Allen game and I was like at halftime, it's like, Oh my God. It's like, Oh yeah, it takes them twenty five minutes just to get the dang band out there on the field. Yeah, they, like, after the, yeah, after the, they start piling down uh, for halftime after the first after the opening kickoff. Yeah, it's just like nuts. And uh, oh man, I, that was that was an experience. Yeah, you ever you see people that go watch Allen? They're like, oh, the band, dude, and then take a picture, and it's just like lines and lines and lines of people. But yeah, I would be. I mean, a Rockwall Heath team would be. Uh, would would be something else there there for sure because um yeah like you said they look up and one of them's deep into the playoffs 
every single year. But I think, yeah, I think Rockwall leads leads the way right now. Um, maybe Pearland, Flower Mound, um, maybe Cy Woods, Preston Wood. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple, but um, opportunity to crack it there. But that's our 2020 Ford list. Again, you can uh, go back to, I believe it's like three episodes ago for the first part of the uh, of the discussion where we went through players one through 28. Um, and then you can go to fightful.org. We've got a uh, we've got a written news story for part one, part two, and then for the just missed list. So we end up basically giving a little scouting report on over 100 players um, in the 2024 class. Um, really, really exciting players and, and guys that I think that are I think everyone on the 50, obviously the 55, and then the just miss list is a D1 caliber prospect or a high, high end Juco prospect. So another really deep year in the state of Texas. Um, I was looking through the list the other day and, you know, they're guys that, didn't, that you know, just didn't make the just miss list because they got to cut it off eventually um, that are, are D1 guys or high end Juco guys. So um, really good deep year in the state of Texas again, which is unsurprising. Uh, be fun to get out and see these guys um, and also fun to, you know, kind of look ahead and see what happens with the 25 group and, and start gathering those names and thinking about, about those guys and hopefully seeing some of those 25s and maybe even 26s out, um, out in the spring. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's weird. You do one of these lists on the younger classes and you kind of forget that, Oh yeah, there's, there's a senior class that's about to go through um, and do their thing during the year as well, which is going to be really, really exciting to see because, uh, there's always a senior or two that makes a jump, but really these 24 guys, like there's going to be so much movement just with the skill, the talent, the physicality. Um, that's what makes it, makes it fun because guys are going to kind of emerge out of nowhere. Again, like we didn't really know who Ryler smart was until this summer. <laughs> it became uh, number seven on the list as you know, a Tennessee commitment from the left side on the mound. That's one of the best pitchers um, in the country for sure. So uh, well, that about wraps us up, Drew. You got you got anything else? Any any parting shots? Anything on your mind? Anything you need to get off your chest? Um, uh, no. Any any uh, gripes with the access to pumpkin foods or anything like that? Or uh, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I I will be will be having uh, lunch with uh, Five Tool famous Shane Current. Oh um, so boy! So it's gonna, it's gonna be a five tool power lunch this afternoon, and then and then probably the most. Uh, while that's probably the most eventful thing I've done in a long time, uh, I will be following up with something that's ex- very exciting to us now. Uh, on my way home, I will be stopping at the new HEB in Plano. Oh um, wow! Okay. So you uh, you should so you should see the list that um, I have been gi- been given by Mary. Um, uh huh. And uh, it is in depth. I have pictures, so I think she gets tired of me going to the grocery store and be like, "Wait, is it this one or that one?" Or like, "What am I like?" You can't. She can't just give me a list. I, I'm the guy that's like, "Well, do you want this one or this one or this one?" It's like, and I, she she made the comment that she does not like me picking out fruit. Uh, so, oh bummer. I think part of it. Yeah, I, be I have been known to FaceTime my wife I'm at gonna, the grocery store quite a few times. I'm, like, wait, you wanted lettuce scoops? Do you want these type of lettuce scoops or this type of lettuce scoops? Or, thank you. So yeah. I'm not going back. Trying to get it like, right. It's a, yeah. it's a it's a one stop show here. I'm See, not, that, I'm not that's where back. that's where we're that's where we're different. Like, unless it's a specialty item, I like going to the grocery store. Like, it's but 
I, I I'm gonna blame my color or my fruit picking on my color blindness. Um, so that's a good excuse. Yeah. And so where where is the five tool super power lunch at? Oh, it's at a at a location that cannot be disclosed until afterwards. So, oh. but I it is a, it's a Skip Johnson favorite and okay. and Tim Tadlock and Tim Tadlock. So you're not driving all the way to Denton for the hamburgers, are you? Oh, I guessed it. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. I guessed it because that's no the comment. only time I've ever heard Skip mention anything of eating wise. Oh, well, man. funny story about Skip. Okay, and this will be the last thing. But like, I remember like Skip's such a homer. Like, if you think I'm a homer about Rockwall or Texas, Skip is the ultimate homer. Like when you know when he first got hired, when we first hired him at Texas from Navarro, you know he had this reputation of just being a road warrior like this guy's been everywhere he's always on the road and and the guy can eat right so it's like you know i was always fascinated like all right you know where's the best chicken fried steak so and so such and such in corsican okay where's the best pizza you've ever had such and such such and such in corsicana where's the best you know burger you've had such you know Burger was the only one that wasn't in was Corsicana <laughs> and it's didn't independent hamburgers. But like, like after like three or four foods, we stopped and we're like, okay, time out, time out. Like, when did Corsicana become like New York City? Like, yeah, you know, I've driven through Corsicana and I know that there's some good restaurants there, but like to say that it is the best of the best in like every single food category, we didn't pass the smell test for us, but. Skip Skip is is a homer till he dies. Um, but that but didn't independent hamburgers. I I'll, I'll get. It's been a long time since I've been there, so I'm curious to see my um my mature palate opinion. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll we'll need that full report after you take a whole minute and fifteen seconds to eat your eat your cheeseburger. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so or for first of multiple cheeseburgers. Um. So. Yeah, that's uh yeah, it's the only place we've ever heard Skip mentioned. So it's like, oh, would it be that? Um, but well, uh enjoy. Um, and I hope our listeners enjoy our new website. Again, get to fivetool.org, check out everything we've got going on there. Uh it's just just click around, explore, check out high schools, check out the podcast page, check out the leaderboard, check out the news section, commitments. Um, we've got all sorts of stuff going on there. Videos, kids are uploading their videos and, and, you know, tweets of video and all sorts of stuff. So we're really, really fired up about it. And of course, uh, make sure you hit that join button and check out our subscription options as well. Especially if you're a coach listening, we think it's, uh, I think the, the bang for the buck, like is extremely good given the access that you have, um, a, a big 12, a big 12 recruiting coordinator used the term that, for the scout package, the easiest three hundred and thirty dollars he's ever spent. So wow, that's I'll that's high that. price. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think it's just like it's you know from the coaching side, I think it's going to be a game changer for those guys because it's going to cut down on how much time they spend trying to figure out you know contact stuff and things like that. And then once the high school and the summer rolls around, it's just going to be so much coverage of. Of players and things like that so get to the five tool.org check everything out hit that join button and hop on board with us as we get this thing going but uh well thanks for tuning in i hope everybody has a great weekend uh until we talk to y'all next time take care